Welcome to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Now, here's your host, Dr. Siddiqui. Assalamu alaikum. In Arabic, assalamu alaikum. And in English, may the peace be with you. Today, folks, on popular demand, I'm going to talk about obesity with latest understanding of this disease and how it is treated with relevant information going back 15 centuries ago to the present blockbuster newer drugs related to controlling the obesity. But as usual, I take you thousands of years back and bring you to the modern times with new and blockbuster information on weight issues and how to control it. It's as big as the erectile dysfunction news of Viagra when it first came in late 1980s. Now going back, the Quran says, eat and drink, be not excessive. Indeed, God likes not those who commit excess. In another Quranic verse, God Almighty advises human not to be extravagant. States, eat and drink, be not excessive. Indeed, he likes not those who commit excess. References Surah Al-Araf, verse 31. Reading from the Bible that warns us against obesity and state that it's often a sign that food has become too important to us. In other words, a sign of habitual greed the Bible of Proverbs says, Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat. Proverbs, book of Proverbs, chapter 23 and verse 20. The prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, 1,445 years ago emphasized, No human ever filled a vessel worse than the stomach. Sufficient for any son of Adam are some morsels to keep his or her back straight. He stated, food which is tayyab, that is wholesome, pure, clean and nutritious. It is recorded in his sayings, hadith, that Prophet Muhammad ate aside from meat, he cons- the other eatables that he considered was dates, figs, grapes, milk, honey, 
olive oil, vinegar, watermelon, barley, pumpkin, squash, and vegetables that were available to him. Now coming to our current 21st century, going to Journal of Family Medicine and Disease Prevention, according to modern research, hyperphagia, that is overeating, contribute to obesity, thus raising the potential of common underlying mechanism involved in the development and treatment of obesity in persons who increase their caloric intake. Although it was previously thought that obesity was primarily due to energy-sparing metabolic defect, recent research suggests that obese persons overeat and actually demonstrate increase rather than decrease energy use. Research also shows that intermittent fasting is beneficial in the treatment of obesity. Recent studies on experimental models show that fasting periods increase longevity of life, improve health, and reduce disease, including cancers. Yes, folks, cancers are related to overweight, neurological disorders, and disorder of circadian rhythm. Over the last decade, exciting advances have occurred in all three modalities used to treat the obesity, lifestyle interventions, pharmacotherapy, and bariatric surgery. Lifestyle and behavioral interventions have been reported in clinical trials to produce and sustain weight loss, leading to favorable health outcomes, namely improvements in cardiovascular risk factors and prevention of and treatment of diabetes. Interestingly, the Islamic literature had emphasized the importance of behavioral practice, including the importance of dieting and fasting approximately 15 centuries ago. Well, folks, I'm also a member of American Medical Association. Now I wanted to start with a little bit of humor on the serious topic. American Medical Association declared which is accepted by our U.S. government that obesity is a disease. One of my patients asked, If it is a disease, unless I can catch obesity, then it is a, it is a, a disease, Dr. Siddiqui. She replied, agitated to me. I wonder how long until you, the AMA declares. So she said, that our political parties, stupidities are a disease too, Dr. Siddiqui. I was totally taken aback. I said, stupidity is not a disease, Jenny, because if stupid was a disease, people would be dropping dead all over the place. She continued, How oh, I got from a slender size 8 to a big fat size 16. How did I double in size, Doc? You are my primary care physician. You have to look after me. I replied that it's simple math, Jenny. Size 8 plus size 8 is equal to 16. Jenny, you ate and ate to size 16. She calmed down. I'm worried, Dr. Siddiqui, diabetes, hypertension, heart attacks, and strokes are in my family. I replied, 
Jenny, with due respect to your beautiful family, it's not the diabetes, heart disease and obesity run in your family. It's that no one runs in your family. Here to all my calorific challenge friends, I apologize if I offend them in any way. W-E-I-G-H, shape or form. I want you to enjoy my big fat diet humor along with the latest information that I'm going to provide you.
Now you may wonder how many people are affected by the obesity. 100 million adults in the United States of America are affected. Approximately 2 out of 5 adults in the United States are living with obesity and for most people it is difficult to keep the weight off. Knowing there is a science behind the weight loss, can you help you feel comfortable considering and discussing treatment options for losing weight and maintaining it with a health care provider? Not just in the United States, but worldwide, folks. Obesity is also associated with the leading causes of death, including death from diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and some types of cancer that I would mention later. So you may ask, what is obesity? Experts recommend using body mass index, in short, BMI, and a waist size to find out which adults are at risk from being overweight and obese. If you are age 18 or older to check your BMI, you should know your height and weight. You can use BMI to decide whether your weight is dangerous to your health. If you have a BMI of 30 or higher, your extra weight as well as unhealthy eating patterns and too little physical exercise may be putting your health in danger. Where you carry your body weight may be as important as how many extra kilograms or pounds that you have. People who carry too much fat around the middle rather than around the hips are more likely to have health problems. In women, a waist size of 35 inches, that is 88 centimeter or more, raises the chance for disease. In men, a waist size of 40 inches, that is about 101 centimeter, more raises the chance for disease. Waist size cutoff may be lower for some people. But the point is, folks, obesity kills thousands times more American than shooting does. The research study I read of gun lobbyists was printed in the newspaper, which teaches us an important lesson. You know what? Shooters do poorly given the size of the target. Our American Congress are really tackling the American obesity problem. They are teaching our kids in the school to outrun the bullets. Another report in the media that the government is really worried about childhood obesity. You know, they may come out with such an idea that they are going to do about it is strengthen the seesaw and monkey bars in the school and in the playgrounds. First Lady Michelle Obama once said that obesity is a national security threat because one in four young people are too overweight to join the military. To that, Jimmy Kimmel, American TV host, said on his show, couldn't we just have a separate fat army to fight in countries that don't have hills? Obesity means an healthy, unhealthy amount of body fat. 
This puts your health in danger. It can lead to other health problems such as type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. That keep I keep emphasizing. Excess weight is associated with certain risk factors such as high blood pressure and high cholesterol that can lead to heart disease. Living with excess weight can increase the risk of pre-diabetes and ultimately type 2 diabetes. A long-lasting condition where the body has trouble controlling how much sugar is in the blood. And it also causes obstructive sleep apnea. Loud snorers not only drive out their spouses from the bed, but even the neighbors from the rooms. (laughs) For example, for someone who weighs 250 pounds, that means losing at least 6 pounds will be of great benefit. Trouble with us Americans, we could not bring metric system to our nation while we forced the whole world to get into metric system. Therefore, I will speak of weight in pounds for my American listeners and those who are listening to me on WLWheel.com in the other countries, Canada, England, Australia, that I get my feedback from, they have to convert it to kilograms. Pre-diabetes is a condition that often develops into type 2 diabetes. For people with excess weight and pre-diabetes, losing up to 10% of body weight can help lower the risk of developing type 2 diabetes and hypertension. For example, someone who weighs 250 pounds, that means losing up to 25 pounds. Asthma is a respiratory condition where the airways of the lungs are constricted, leading to difficulty in breathing normally. According to one analysis, people with excess Weight or obesity are 50% more likely to develop asthma. Losing 7 to 8% of body weight would improve asthma symptoms. People with excess weight or obesity are more likely to develop high blood pressure. Having high blood pressure is, in, is one factor in developing heart disease. Yeah, causes heart disease. Losing 5 to 15% or more of body weight may help lower blood pressure. For example, for someone who weighs 250 pounds, that means losing 13 to 38 pounds are required, folks. Living with high blood pressure, risk factor for developing heart disease, hypertension and stroke. These points I keep pointing and repeating for for you to take it seriously. Fat tissue, also called adipose tissue, produces excess amount of estrogen, high levels of which has been associated with increases of cancer of breast. Folks, obese men also develop breast. You must have seen that. So, excess body weight in women, endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, and there are some other cancers. People with obesity often have increased blood levels of insulin and insulin-like growth factor 1. In short, IGF-1. So one may ask, what causes obesity? Obesity is complex. You gain weight when you take in more calories than you burn off. But hang on. The other things can affect your weight. These things may include your genetic makeup, what and how you eat, how active you are, what health problems you may have, and what medicines you may take. What and how you eat? To answer that, eating is unha- eating and healthy foods, unhealthy foods, over overeating, 
are easy in our American culture today. Many people influence eating behavior, including emotions, habits, and access to food. So how active you are? Modern conveniences. Let me make it simple, such as elevators, cars, and yes, even remote control for television, fans, air conditioners, and doors cut activity of your life. Being active helps you stay fit. When you are fit, you burn more calories, even when you are resting. That's no-brainer, folks. You have to move. Here's once again some humor. Obesity run in my family. I often heard my patients insisting to me and justifying one way or the other. This another morbidly obese patient came to me. I prescribed diet and exercise to start with my treatment. Now this patient angrily said to me, Dr. Siddiqui, you don't understand. I was taken aback. I took my pants to the dry cleaners and the SOB. Dry cleaner told me, we don't do curtains. My mother is obese, so fat. When once she went bungee jumping, she broke the bridge. My father is obese. My sister is obese. She has so many double chins. She looks like she's staring at you over a pile of pancakes. My brother is obese. Once he jumped into the communal hot tub, everyone ran out yelling tsunami. My aunts are obese. Obesity runs in my family. politely but firmly had to reply my favorite response to her too was it sounds like nobody runs in your family deborah i'm fully aware that in a few rare cases some people have glandular dysfunction from birth or they are simply a victim of bad genetics i apologize apologize to you that i do not Make fun of them. For majority of people, obesity is a choice. You choose to watch TV over going for a walk. You choose to eat junk food over salad. Do you get the picture? Well, I hope that she got the picture. Now, let me come to how your genetic makeup is affected. But here also, food intake is important. Your genetic makeup has a very big effect on your weight. It affects the rate at which your body uses energy, that is calories, when at rest, called your basal metabolic rate, BMR in short. Some people are born with higher basal metabolic rates than others. They naturally burn more calories than other people. Regular physical activity can raise your metabolic rate. Very low calorie diets will lower your metabolic rate. Simple as that. A low metabolic rate makes it easier to gain weight because you don't burn your calories as fast. Your body signals such as your appetite and feeling hungry or full. Your fat distribution, you can change where your body stores fat. Typically, men store fat in the belly, that is abdomen, while women store more in the hips, the so-called love handles and thighs. As women age, more fat is stored in the abdomen. You're listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040. Hometown WLVL, 1340 AM. 
For all your health care needs, trust Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. With 37 years of experience, Dr. Majid Siddiqui cares for patients of all ages. From pediatrics to geriatrics, you'll be seen by medical doctors with on-site state-of-the-art machinery for emergency or routine care. Located at 2949 Elmwood across from Kenmore Mercy, walk-ins are welcome, most insurance accepted. Payment options are available. Call 716-800-3040 for Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. Let's get back to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care in Kenmore. Once again, Dr. Siddiqui. Now, let me talk about medicines or health problems. Some conditions and medicines may also cause weight gain. Examples include Cushing syndrome or thyroid problems such as hypothyroidism and taking certain antidepressants as depression is very common in our community, or corticosteroid. What increases your risk? If one of your parents is obese, you you may likely to be overweight too, but other things can also put you at risk. Say, your friends and family, if they eat a lot of snack food, high in saturated fat, eat at odd times of day and night, and skip meals, you probably will do. And if they are not physically active, You may not be either. Low self-esteem. Being an overweight may lower your self-esteem and lead to eating as a way to comfort yourself. Dieting a lot without success can also affect your self-esteem. Emotional concerns, stress, anxiety, or illnesses such as depression or chronic pain can lead to overeating. People sometimes eat to calm themselves or to avoid dealing with unpleasant tasks or situations in their life. Others may eat to cope with negative emotions. Trauma. Distressing events can contribute to overeating, folks. Examples include sexual trauma, physical trauma, or emotional abuse, and marital discord or family problems. Now, coming to mother of all evil as I go in most of my talks, alcohol. Alcohol is very high in calories. Alcohol causes obesity, can raise your risk of certain health problems. They may include type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, and stroke. Now, coming to how is obesity diagnosed? To know if your weight is in the obesity range, your doctor looks at your body mass index, BMI, and waist size. BMI is a number that is calculated from your weight and your height. To figure out your BMI for yourself, you can use uh, just your phone, online tool. If your BMI is 30 or higher, it falls within the obesity range. Keep in mind that BMI and waist size are only guides. They are not tools to determine your ideal body weight. Coming to important question, how is obesity treated? The best way to lose weight is to eat less and move more. No brainer. Little steps means a lot. Losing just 10% of your body weight can make a difference in your health status. Some people take medicines or have surgery to help them lose weight. Your doctor may also suggest counseling. If you use food to cope with depression, loneliness and anxiety or boredom, you can learn new skills to deal with those feelings. Behavioral therapy comes in here. You will have the most success if you make a long-term plan with your doctor. 
Your first goal will likely to improve your health, not to reach an ideal weight. Guard it. Can you take medicines or have surgery to lose weight? This is also another question that may come to your mind. If you have a BMI in a certain range and have not been able to lose weight with diet and exercise, medicine or surgery may be an option for you. If you have a BMI of at least 30 or a BMI of 27 with, uh, with another health problem related to your weight, ask your doctor, insist your doctor about weight loss medicines. They work by making you feel less hungry, making you feel full more quickly or changing how you digest fat. Medicines are used along with diet changes and more physical activity to help you make lasting changes. If you have a BMI of 40 or a BMI of 35 with another health problem related to your health, insist to your doctor about weight loss surgery and you will need to work with your doctor to compare the risk of having obesity with the risk of surgery. With any option you choose, you will still need to eat a healthy diet and regular exercises. Well, some people are always envious of the others. This, this is a willpower humor. I experienced while having a walk in Toronto downtown. A beggar walked up to a chubby woman on the street and exclaimed, Lady, I haven't eaten in a week. The response of the lady, Wow! exclaimed the rounded figure plump woman. I wish I had your willpower. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. Cherry bomb, she had 
rockin' the beer gut And I love the way she's not ashamed Rockin' the beer gut Well, it's just some extra love around her Well, 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 listeners, what can I say about this singer or the guy? Some guys loves the love handles. Let's talk about the health tools. What are the health tools available? People come to me saying, should I have a weight loss surgery, Dr. Siddiqui? The options they have is have a weight loss surgery or not to have a weight loss surgery. Folks, Key points to remember, being very overweight makes you more likely to have serious health problems, right? Such as heart disease and type 2 diabetes that I keep repeating to scare you at times. Surgery may be an option if you haven't been able to lose weight with diet and exercise. And if you're an adult with a BMI, body mass index of 40 or higher, you are an adult with a BMI of 35, then you have another health problem such as hypertension or coronary artery disease, then you have to think on those lines. How much weight people lose after surgery varies. It depends on the type of surgery you have and how well you follow your plans for lifestyle changes and follow-up appointments. Some people lose almost all of their extra weight. Weight loss surgery is not cosmetic surgery to start with, folks. It will not remove fatty tissue. And after a lot of weight loss, you may have excess skin hanging. Some people choose to have more surgery to remove the skin from the belly, thighs, and upper arms or breast. One of my patients had the extra skin flap, which was covering her like a skirt. That much of extra skin. After surgery, you will need to make big, lifelong changes in how you eat. That's not end of the game, having the surgery. It includes smaller portions and different foods. Regular exercise is also important for losing weight and keeping it off. Some people gain weight again after a few surgeries, or sorry, few years of surgery, because they don't make these permanent changes to their lifestyle. Weight loss surgery has risk too, folks, including risk of death. You need to compare the risk of being overweight with the risk of surgery. Surgeries for weight loss can be restrictive or combinative of restriction and malabsorption. Surgeries listed may not be available in all areas. Let me talk about restrictive surgery. This type of surgery makes the stomach smaller. It limits the amount of food the stomach can hold. Malabsorptive surgery, the surgery changes the path of the intestine. Food goes around or bypasses part of the intestine. Such as, since nutrients are normally absorbed in the intestine, bypassing a part of it reduces how much it can absorb. This leads to weight loss and nutritional deficiencies, including vitamin deficiencies. 
Examples of restrictive surgeries include adjustable gastric banding. A band is placed around the upper part of the stomach creating a pouch. The band is adjustable so the size of the opening between the pouch and the stomach can be adjusted. The other one is gastric sleeve. More than half of your stomach is removed, leaving a thin sleeve or tube that is about the size of a banana. Because part of your stomach has been removed, this surgery can be reversed. Now, examples of restrictive and malabsorptive surgeries combined include a Rowan Y bypass. A small part of the stomach is used to create a new stomach pouch roughly the size of an egg. The smaller stomach is connected to the middle portion of small intestine, bypassing the rest of the stomach and upper portion of the small intestine. This reduces the amount of food you can eat at one time. Bypassing part of the intestine reduces how much food and nutrients are absorbed. This leads to weight loss, drastic weight loss. Another surgery, biliopancreatic division. This surgery changes the normal process of digestion. By making stomach smaller, it allows food to bypass part of the small intestine so that you absorb fewer calories. There are two biliopancreatic division surgeries. In biliopancreatic di di diversion, part of the stomach is removed, is removed and the remaining part of the stomach is connected to the lower part of small intestine. The food you eat, then bypasses much of the small intestine. This result in fewer calories absorbed and weight loss. In biliopancreatic diversion with duodenal switch, a portion of the stomach is removed, but the pylorus remain intact. The pylorus control the food drainage from the stomach. The pylorus is connected to a lower segment of the intestine. The duodenum is connected to a lower part of the small intestine. The food you eat then bypasses much of the small intestine. This results in fewer calories absorbed and weight loss. In simple word, folks, if you take less food, this would not be required for you. Now, two-way surgery is done. Open surgery, the surgeon makes a large cut in the belly. Wow, 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 wow. This comes with quite a few problems. Then the laparoscopic surgery, the surgeon makes several small cuts and uses a small tool and a camera to guide the surgery. You recover sooner and may be less likely to have pain or problems after surgery. This is the type of surgery done most often for weight loss, for weight loss nowadays, folks. After surgery, you need to make lifelong changes too, folks. You have not got into state of everything now is hunky-dory. No. Changes in how you eat and drink. You're required to eat small meals. You can eat only a few ounces of food at a time. Your new stomach will hold only a tiny amount of food. The old, big, large bag is gone. Eat slowly. You must eat very slowly and chew your food to mush. Otherwise, you may vomit often I have pain. Don't drink liquids with meals. The one you take it for granted. Just to make the foot go down, you take a sip of wine or water. You won't be able to drink for 30 minutes before you eat during your meal. And for 30 minutes after you eat, there won't be room in your stomach for both drinks and solid food. Got to use alcohol with care. 
Be careful about drinking alcohol, including wine, with the food. After gastric bypass or gastric sleep surgery, you may become intoxicated much more quickly. Alcohol, alcohol can cause ulcers in your stomach and intestines much more easily, folks. You got to take vitamins as recommended. You will need to take vitamin supplements because you won't get enough nutrition from small amounts of food you eat if you have surgical changes to your intestine where it gets absorbed. It won't be able to absorb all the nutrition from the food. Avoid fatty, sugary food. You may have to avoid foods that contain simple sugars like candy, juices, ice cream, condiment, and soft drinks. Simple sugars may cause a problem called dumping syndrome. This happens because the food moves too quickly through the stomach and intestine because it is all chopped off, chopped off, chopped off. It can cause shaking, sweating, dizziness, rapid heart rate and often severe diarrhea because of the absorption. It can also cause belly pain, cramping and nausea. Dumping syndrome may occur after gastric bypass surgery, folks, but is unlikely after gastric band or gastric sleeve surgery. There are certain risk factors too, apart from the one I told you already. And these are gastric bypass and gastric sleeve surgery can cause a leak from the stomach into the belly area which is peritoneum. The leak can cause infection called peritonitis. When gastric bypass, the connection between stomach and small intestine can get narrow. This can cause nausea and vomiting after eating. After adjustable gastric banding, you are more likely to need another surgery to fix problem than you would after gastric bypass. For example, some people need a second operation because the band slips or it works its way from outside of the stomach to the inside. We're not talking abdomen. Stomach is your internal organ, all right? So this is called gastric erosion. You're listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040. Hometown WLVL, 1340 AM. For all your health care needs, trust Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. With 37 years of experience, Dr. Majid Siddiqui cares for patients of all ages, from pediatrics to geriatrics. You'll be seen by medical doctors with on-site state-of-the-art machinery for emergency or routine care. Located at 2949 Elmwood across from Kenmore Mercy, walk-ins are welcome, most insurance accepted. Payment options are available. Call 716-800-3040 for Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. Let's get back to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care in Kenmore. Once again, Dr. Siddiqui. Weight loss medications can be an option. Now, if you consider, you haven't been able to lose weight with lifestyle changes such as healthy eating and exercise. If your BMI body mass index is at 30, your BMI could even be 27. You can have another health problem related to that to your weight, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. These are the criteria when your insurance can pocket some money for you. Medicines may help you lose 
a small amount of weight, but without permanent changes in eating and exercise habit, most people gain weight again after they stop taking that medication. You must decide if the benefit of taking a certain medici- medicine outweighs its side effects. Side effects of weight loss medicines may include headaches, nausea, and some bowel problems. Weight loss medicines can be expensive. They may not be covered by your health plan. In my personal opinion and in practice, much of the insurances are not ready to part for these medications. It is important to talk with your doctor how much weight you expect to lose and how much you would need to take the medicine. Hey, yo.
obesity plays out as a private struggle and public health crisis. In the United States of America, about 70% of adults are affected by excess weight. And in Europe, that number is more than half. The stigma against fat can be crushing. Its risks, life-threatening, defined as a body mass index of at least 30. Obesity is thought to power type 2 diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, fatty liver disease, and the cancers. I said that repeatedly to you. Yet drug treatments for obesity have a sorry past. One often intertwined with social pressure to lose weight and the widespread belief that excess weight reflects a weak willpower. From rainbow diet pills packed with amphetamines and diuretic that were marketed to women beginning in 1940s to 1990s, rise and fall of fen fen which triggered catastrophic heart and lung condition. History is beset by failures to find safe, successful weight loss of drugs until our newer blockbuster. But now a new class of therapies is breaking the mold and there a groundswell of hope that they make dent rates of obesity and interlinked chronic diseases. The drugs mimic a gut hormone called glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1, working at the molecular level. And they are reshipping medicine, popular culture in even global stock markets in a way both electrifying and discomforting. If you remember about coming in of another blockbuster before was Viagra for erection issues. Originally developed for diabetes, GLP-1 receptor agonists induce significant weight loss and mostly manageable side effects. This year, clinical trials found that they also cut symptoms of heart failure, the risk of heart attacks and stroke, and even helping with hypertension. The most compelling evidence Yet that the drugs have major benefits beyond weight loss itself. For these reasons, science has named glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1 drugs as breakthrough for the year 2023. In honoring these therapies, we also acknowledge the uncertainties, even anxieties, the sea change brings. We recognize too that obesity comes with medical and social complexities and that many deemed overweight by others are healthy and have little desire or pressing need to lose weight. GLP-1 glucagon-like peptide, one story has taken decades to play out. That's the reason why I take you back in the history, back and forth. At first, fighting fat has nothing to do with it. In early 1980s, researchers discovered GLP-1 while investigating diabetes and blood sugar regulation. Years of painstaking and sometimes discouraging work followed, but gradually the discoveries piled up, illuminating a hormone with expansive influence on the body and brain. When I was a student in 19, late 1980s, we did research together in the Institute of Neurology, Queen Square, London, where we discovered sildenafil to have a different effect. At the time, we were thinking only on hypertension to control the blood pressure. Now, coming back, scientists learned that GLP-1 lowered blood sugar in people and drug companies began to explore it as diabetes treatment. In 1990s, it emerged that injecting 
GLP-1 into the brains of rats made them eat less. A study of 20 healthy young men found that after a hearty breakfast, those getting intravenous GLP-1 infusion indulged less at a lunch buffet than those on the placebo. The first GLP-1 drug, glucagon-like peptide 1 drug, was Biata exenatide, approved in 2005 for type 2 diabetes instead of human hormone. Its backbone was improbably a similar peptide in the venom of giant lizard, the Gila monster. Almost five years later, Nova Nordisk released Liraglutide, that was Victoza, model in human GLP-1. It too was a diabetes drug, but in late 2014, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration blessed it for obesity. The drugs didn't really catch fire until two years ago when Nova Nordisk. Next iteration, semaglutide, was greenlit for weight management in United States of America. It's marketed as Ozempic for diabetes and Vigovi for obesity. Unlike its forerunners, semaglutide required an injection just weekly rather than once or twice a day. And in a pivotal trial, people taking it lost an unprecedented 15% of their body weight over about 16 months. Many of the drugs also describe dampening of food noise. That is, you feel full and don't feel like eating. The relentless and distressing desire to keep eating was gone. Since then, the frenzy has only intensified. According to electronic health records, 1.7% of the people in USA have prescribed either Wegovy or Ozempic last year, that is 2023. GLP-1 drugs are also approved in Europe for weight loss, but availability varies in Europe. Nova Nordisk market value now exceeds the gross domestic product of Denmark its home country. When I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? Equipped a comedian Jimmy Kimmel at Academy Awards in March 2023, poking fun at speculation over which movie star took the drug. By the way, folks, my medical practice is mobbed by obese folks to prescribe them with GLP-1. Many are disappointed due to refusal of their health insurances to pay for the drug in that category of GLP-1 due to its somewhat prohibitive cost. But amid the jokes and soaring sales lurked a vital question. Could GLP-1 drugs actually safeguard health in people with obesity? The this brought an answer. Yes, 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 it does. In August, a trial of 529 people with obesity and heart failure found that after one year, people on semaglutide had almost doubled the heart improvement as measured by standard heart failure questionnaire and could walk an extra 20 meters in six minutes compared with those in the placebo group. The same month, Nova Nordisk announced that in a much larger trial of 17,000 people with excess weight and cardiovascular disease, people on semaglutide had 20% lower risk of fatal and non-fatal heart attacks and strokes than those on placebo. This is the study published in November in the New England Journal of Medicine. The trials were the first to show in large number that GLP-1 drugs produce a meaningful health benefits beyond weight loss itself. Meanwhile, a trial examining whether semaglutide 
delays kidney disease progression too in diabetes patient showed such a positive outcome that it is another craze in marketing folks these new therapies are reshaping not only how obesity is treated but how it is understood as a chronic illness with roots in biology not a simple failure of will power the will power does control you with the intake now i think mr miller frank miller moving in his chair indicating that i am running out of my time so all i have to say folks our stomachs are elastic bags made of muscle that can expand to humongous sizes but if we control our intake they shrink in size and we feel satiety the the impulse goes to the brain to stop us from eating so folks whatever i said i have said that you should control your intake there are old medicals medicines available orly stat zenicol uh, lyric lutite sexanda too in the market anyway folks i'm back every third monday of each month i meet you again on march 18 2024 bye bye from me until then You've been listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040. Hometown WLVL, 1340 AM.